0: Welcome back to Internal Affairs. It's just Mandy today. Show and I decided that we are just going to go our separate ways in terms of internal affairs. She left it all to me, and I want to keep it going. It is going to be a little bit of a different setup, probably shorter, and hopefully there'll be more guests, because that was really fun last week, if you remember last week. We decided to just go our separate ways, and I hope you still like it. I hope you still listen to us, or if you're new, hello. And I'll just keep speaking to the void. Today, we're going to talk about social media stories, specifically Instagram stories. I did a lot of research on it, and I want to talk to you about what I found. All the links will be in the description, and you'll find them best if you go to our website. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, there will be a link to our website in the description. Anyways, so New Year, New Me. New Year, New Podcast. Exciting things. <laughs> um, but really, my New Year's was really fun. I hung out with my partner and his friends and our friends and it was just so fun. We saw the UC game, which um, was a bit of a bummer. (laughs) UC against Alabama, we did not win. We got cream, so (laughs) that sucks, but it was still exciting to go there. So we watched the game at a bar and then we went back to my partner's house and we just had a really good time. We got to see the ball drop. But for some reason, the channel that we watched There was just, there was the like actual live thing at wherever the ball drops, maybe New York. Um, But next to it was another screen, just like a flashbacks from 2021. And it was like all bummers. All of them were like floods and people dying and like the storming of the Capitol and just people being disappointed or disappointing. And it was just like, I get their point for like making us really think about the last year that we've been through and really wanting to bring that away into tw- not into 2022, but it was still a massive bummer. It was hard to like not look at because it took up the majority of the screen. But anyways, I don't really have any New Year's resolutions. Well, that's a lie. I have some New Year's resolutions. I'm just a little nervous about them because I've had some really Good things happened to me in 2021, like, I started therapy, and I just- I started therapy. (laughs) I started really putting myself first, and I moved in living alone, and I've really done well living here, and I think I might live here next year, but it would be nice to live somewhere new, potentially not on the first floor, because that's less scary, but- (laughs) I started this podcast and I've started prioritizing music and so I really just want to continue with those so but I'll get more into like my resolutions and how I plan to like keep them um after we talk about Instagram stories so Instagram stories as defined by social buddy is a picture video or series that is shared on Instagram for only 24 hours. Unlike other posts on Instagram, stories are not permanent and will not appear on your profile after the 24 hour mark has passed. Stories do not receive likes or comments like normal posts, although you can comment on a story via a direct message to the person who had shared it. So why are they important for marketing? One of the main reasons is that it helps you engage with your followers on a consistent basis. So say you just wake up in the morning and you take a video, be like, this is how I make my coffee in the morning. And you post it on social and you make that a routine. I think that that helps you get into the person's routine who sees your Instagram story, which I think is really important when it comes to just getting brand awareness or just like your self-awareness to the audience on Instagram. According to Microsoft, the average person's attention span has dropped from 12 seconds to only eight seconds, which I can totally understand. Instagram has the potential to cater to those with short attention spans, a.k.a. me. I think that it's an important idea to find, to form in someone's mind when creating an Instagram post because you have to think, okay, is this like, shorter than eight seconds will this actually keep someone's attention and a lot of the times it's not it's more difficult than it's let on so the question is how do we use instagram stories to improve company awareness the idea is just repetition repetition and repetition i heard recently that it takes four times for an ad to appear before a customer complies or he assumes that maybe they'll want to use it which i think makes total sense because it took me so long to choose to buy something off of social media. And I'm really, really hesitant on buying things in general. So I I think I can attest to that. But using repetition, repetition, repetition for Instagram stories helps get you into the consumers or your just followers' routines. Getting into their routines means that if you're out of their routine, they'll miss you and they'll wonder what's going on. So what do you do to keep repetition up? I want to try posting every day just something. I just want to do something interactive to get into people's just routine and to get people's awareness out. And that's what I really wanted to do with Blueberry for this month. I wanted to just try something new. And that brings me to the other awesome thing about Instagram stories is that they do not last forever. They only last 24 hours and they only stay up on your social if you choose to and you make a instagram highlight about them which will show up in your profile that someone can look at if they say stalk you um which means that they just like snoop around on your instagram profile which is really exciting if you're like in a small business or you're just a growing company and you're trying to get people to notice you if they want to stalk you that's not well okay you don't want people to like stalk you stalk you but like getting people to look into your profile and look into like what you're doing is really exciting as the person who's trying to grow that type of brand themselves so but please don't stalk people in real life um, but as i was saying they disappear in 24 hours so you can try new types of stories if you notice that something doesn't work or you want to see if something works it's a really good way of just like putting training wheels on an idea before you actually solidify it The other exceptional thing about Instagram stories is that they're mobile. I know Instagram as a whole is mobile, but the fact is the Instagram stories are mobile. They can be reached from anywhere because we have our phones. And so it's even more invaluable to have that interaction with your consumer or your customer or just your people that you're trying to interact with. As of 2018, Instagram has over 1 billion monthly users. 500 million daily active users, and about 20% of internet users are on Instagram, and 20% are, of those users are in the U.S. So really, it's just an invaluable opportunity to communicate with your audience and have that humanity in your company or you're just your person, but also it's just free, and, and you can change it and make it however you want, and it's really personal, and it's really unique. You can make it as unique or not unique as you want. If you go on Canva, there's templates for different stories or Instagram posts. And I'm sure there's other places you can find templates. And so it's really just a really useful tool that really should be used by companies everywhere or just persons. Because it helps you get yourself out there if you really want to increase your followers or maybe become an influencer or just, just be more interactive with people over social media. Maybe because you moved across the world or across... The state or however the distance may be and you just want to be able to communicate with people that you're not right next to some other statistics is that those under 25 now spend about 32 minutes a day on instagram whereas those above 25 spend about 24 minutes per day on instagram and instagram says over 70 percent of their feed gets unseen due to a huge amount of usage and data uploaded so Here's the thing. Instagram's algorithm has changed into you see what they think you want to see. Say you like someone's post, they will continue to show you that person's post because they know that you like seeing them and you want to continue seeing them. So that means that you really do need to stay in your person's or your target audience's routine. If you're in their routine, then they'll like your posts, they'll like your stories, they'll look at your stories so you'll be at the front of their stories and you'll be at the front of their feeds. so they'll know when there's an upgrade or a new instance or it's just something that they might wanna know or a new launch about your product or your person and whatnot. So it's really important to keep that repetition up. Another thing about stories is that you can add location tags. You can add location tags. You can put the little at sign by pressing shift two, um, at least on my laptop. And I think most laptops, hopefully, I ha- I don't have a Mac. I don't think I will ever. Anyways, um, uh, but location tags give you an opportunity to put the location that you made the story or posted the story or what the post was was where you took the picture or the video and so it actually pushes that demographic wherever that location is. When you put locations, they can be precise or they cannot. You can put just like London, England, or you can put like Fuzzy's Taco Shop, Cincinnati, Ohio, Um, but it depends on whatever you want to post. But regardless, having those tags make you relatable, they also showcase where you are, maybe if they're someplace that the other person wants to be at. It's just a good way for people to get an inside look on whatever the story is that you're talking about. You can also tag people in stories. That's the other thing you do with the at symbol. You can put at with whoever you're tagged with or what your post is about. It's a really good way of um, encouraging someone else's audience to look at your post because if you tag someone in the post, they might also post it on their story by screenshotting it and putting it into their story which will cause their followers to see them and potentially look at you and maybe follow you and look at your products, look at your person, see if they like you, maybe they'll follow you, maybe they won't, maybe they'll hate you. You never know, it's, that's what Instagram's for, it, you never know. But really, it's location tags and hashtags also help you to divide that gap to reach more people, which is ultimately what we're trying to do as a company. An interesting tidbit that I found is that millennials take up the majority of the people on Instagram. Which I guess now that I think about it it makes sense, but I'm not a millennial. I'm a gen. I'm like the one on the cusp. Um, I'm like a Gen Z, I guess. But I don't love just abiding to a certain generation and generation statistics. I understand that they do help generalize whole generations, but I just I do not like the idea of being like, oh, millennials feel this way versus um, boomers feel that way. I think that every person has their own story, own views. And to generalize them to a certain generation is not going to be helpful for conversation in the long run because we're going to think that, oh, they have this view because they're in this generation or not. So that's just my two cents. So I did some research on a company's Instagram to give some examples on what someone who is successful on Instagram while also having a company that probably has enough money to pay for a really, really well done marketing team and who better than jeffrey bezos am i right so i stalked amazon's instagram and i chose amazon for the reasons i said but also amazon has had some issues and they've like come back from those like cancellations or issues with like their um their employees or their non eco-friendly production services and now they very much focus especially on the environmental things and um try not to exploit workers i Still think they're having major issues with that, but they have issues with exploiting workers, opposing unionization, and income circumstances, violating labor laws, which all just creates um, dangerous work environments. They are a major climate issue emanator, and they're killing small businesses by cutting their prices. There is more, but just... Just a couple to throw in there, just so you get a little small view. But also, it's like a really major money maker in the world. Jeffrey Bezos is one, one of the richest people alive, and he went to space for a couple minutes, so he's got some money, you know. <laughs> but um, so my question was, what is in, what is Amazon doing with their Instagram? And how are they, are they doing any pivot points or talking points based on these issues? Also Amazon, just to let you know, Amazon has like its major issues, but they, they also have some positives. They are able to hire a lot of people and give a lot of people jobs and they are working on the climate crisis, which is what they say. So we can only kind of keep our fingers crossed and try to buy from small businesses if we can, but their prices are pretty insane sometimes. So we can only do so much, I guess. But just do what you can. Amazon did invest $2 billion to make a tech product to protect the environment, which I found kind of funny to create a tech product, which will probably cause a lot of like prototyping and environmental harm just to create it or figure out what to create in order to create it and then use that to stop the climate crisis. I just thought it was kind of funny, you know, because you could just like not do what you're doing and cut your losses, but no, 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 no. All right, so I did write some notes because I did do this before, but my dyslexia or whatever you want to call it is just not wanting to read my notes. So I'm just going to like look at it and <laughs> see what I remember because I do remember it, but... Do, 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 do. Okay, so since I was last on here, they did add some, which makes sense because the other ones are for like holidays and such um actually it's from nine weeks ago (laughs) haha I just didn't look at it well enough that's hilarious they like totally changed their their stories since the last time I was here and I was only here like last week um but anyways or they changed their folders they do have like old folders with older um stories but I think that they totally changed them which I think is really interesting hey it's editing Mandy I totally forgot to tell you guys what I meant by folders Folders are actually highlights. I call them folders out of habit. They are not called folders. They're called highlights. And highlights are able to be seen on anyone's profile. If you go to their main profile, they might have some folders. Sorry, highlights? The highlights are circles above the actual feed of the profile. And you can make them whatever you want. They usually have themes. Like if it's a normal person's Instagram, it might be friends, job meditation day, you know, like that type of thing. And Amazon had stuff about Alexa delivery and whatever else I said, I'm sorry, I forgot. But that's what different highlights are. They're old stories that you can add to your profile so that people can see them for more than 24 hours if you so choose. So that's the other fun thing about stories is that they can also be for longer than 24 hours if you end up liking them or if they have a good reaction. Amazon has certain goals, right? So their goals are like sustainability. So they have real people, they have guests. People ask them questions about different environmental issues or problems they have with Amazon and they talk about it with this special person. They also have delivery and showing the different delivery process of how they do it and they have interactive questions and tweets. And they do the same thing with Alexa and and just the packaging in general. So the main thing that I noticed with Amazon that I noticed with Amazon is that they have a lot of people in their stories and its diversity. They focus on diversity and they focus on having a lot of different people and different interactions that they mainly have issues with or that is their main core of their company, for instance. One of their main cores is that they deliver. <laughs> they deliver things. So they have a delivery truck driver show how they deliver or what, what their delivery process is like. They also have a focal point on environmentalism because they have such a big handprint in the environmental crisis. And so they have people come and help um, and give and give those feedback to the followers that have questions and they also have more interactive things like what's going on for the holidays, what to expect, et cetera. So they obviously have goals. What we can learn is that what we should do for our company slash individual, as an individual or as a company, it would help to have folders that represent career goals and foundations of your company or individual goals and i was thinking how can i do this how can i figure out what folders to make from my stories for internal affairs and one of the main things i started thinking of was just start writing down what it means to be in internal affairs it means to be relatable it means to have a marketing slash tech background it means to be in college university um, etc and then you can go from there one of the main reasons i decided to choose amazon is because Amazon has the money to pay for a very expensive marketing department. You know that they have the money to get the best of the best. And if they're doing different groupings, it's a good chance to know that that's a good thing to show for your company. We talked about Instagram and we talked about Instagram stories and how Instagram stories help you interact with your audience or you're just people that you want to talk to. They help you to encourage engagement. And to have that repetition in someone's life so that they might miss you if you're gone or to just like notice more of your products that you put out. One thing to remember is it's okay to be scared of Instagram stories. I personally have not been super great about Instagram stories. I was huge on Snapchat. I really like Snapchat. I liked that there wasn't like a like system, which there isn't for Instagram, but there's a lot bigger pool of people that I don't know. It was more of a solidified, smaller Pool of people that I either truly did not care if they saw what I saw, or I cared about very deeply and knew wouldn't and knew would like accept me for me, whatever you know. Um, but Instagram stories, as I've researched, is really worth putting yourself out there for if you want to grow your business or your individual nature, just in, connect with more people. The way to do that is to just do it. Everyone's gonna mess up their first or do things that they may not, they might want to improve on later. But the best way to improve is to just do. That's what I really started doing in 2021. And it got some big payoff. I started going to open mics every week. I'm like a four chord or like a little bit of finger picking and singing artist. I have a long way to go in terms of my guitar skills, especially. But going there weekly really improved my confidence in just doing it and just tap, being able to take that first step. And I think it's a reason why I was able to really take the first step with internal affairs. What I'm saying is it's really important to just like try, you know, and if you want to have more of an interaction on Instagram and post more on Instagram, just do it um, in the in the words of Shia LaBeouf. But really, <laughs> it's it's a great way to interact with people and to improve your, to grow your company. And grow your confidence. That's the fun thing about Instagram stories is that you can change them or tweak them however you want. I know for, not for internal affairs, but for Blueberry, I want to try posting something every single day and see how the interaction goes. Our interaction has slacked a little bit and I want to get it back up, but I want to see how we can get there. So. That is my spiel about Instagram stories. I really encourage you to use them. And if people decide to unfollow you or you don't get the interaction that you want, just keep doing it. Because um, I forget where I learned this or heard this, but I really agree with it. So I hesitated for a long time to post much of anything on Instagram for a long time because I didn't trust anyone. I was so insecure about the people on Instagram. I was insecure if it was to this or that. But really, it's just that. It's just an Instagram. It's just social media. And it is toxic in large doses. You have to watch how much you use of it. But just post whatever you want. If you want to post something of your cat, post of your cat. want to post something of something you've been working on, post of what you've been working on. If you want, you can make a separate Instagram for it. That's what I did for internal affairs. That's what I did for my music account because I didn't want to have to hesitate. And I only wanted people to follow me if they wanted to follow me. And I also wanted to get a gig for my music. (laughs) But and also I think it's really important to have a separate thing for your different businesses. My point still stands. If you want to post something on your story, you should post something on your story. Instagram specifically isn't that intense for me, like my personal Instagram. I care about it more for my music and for my podcast. Just do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You, you're you great. You're doing great. As marketers, it's really important to recognize the power of Instagram and how helpful Instagram stories can be. So going back to New Year's resolutions, I did do some New Year's resolutions and I wrote them in a Notion profile, but that's on my other laptop. So I'm just going to recall, but try and recall them because I don't want to get my my other laptop out right now. But one of the main things I really want to work on in 2022 is my insecurities. I want to get better at my internal dialogue. I think my internal dialogue, I'm realizing it's kind of mean and really, really puts me down and makes me anxious. I have I have anxious tics where I go like, ah, if I'm anxious, um, I don't do it around like anyone. (laughs) There's very few people that ever actually hear it, but it does happen. And I think it's because my internal dialogue is very negative and it's like talking to me about how I'm going to like mess up or something and that's not healthy. And I've been working really hard on feeling just in control of myself, not just in control because that's not entirely healthy, but I feeling more secure in myself and feeling like I can do things because I really can. I started this podcast. I started music. I have a healthy relationship. I've been forming good relationships. I have really good friends. And that took a lot of time and effort because I was not always in this position. I had a hard time before and I'll have a hard time again. And I think it would be easier to go through that if I didn't have such an intrinsically negative self-talk. And so I wrote a affirmation that I want to say every time I'm about to record and sing twice every time I'm about to sing because it especially comes out when I'm singing due to the fact that I like to sing off cuff. And so when I sing off cuff, I hear my subconscious thoughts and they're always negative. They're always about my trauma. And I really would like to like focus on writing instead of just not, (laughs) instead of just like being like, oh, that... That did hurt me, didn't it? From something that happened a while back. But I want to edit it a lot. But this is what I have so far. I desire a calm mind and a cool heart without so many intrusive thoughts. A foundation bare with no anxious, with no anxious flair. I walk through today an empowered person. I want to make it better, but I wrote it pretty quickly. And I did stutter. But it was because... It was really hard to read. I really, really rushed through it. But still, I listened to another Hidden Brain episode. If you keep up with the podcast, you'll notice that I listen to Hidden Brain all the time. But I listened to this Hidden Brain episode about habits. And I think that it really applies to the new year. Because creating habits is very difficult if you have friction with the habits. And it's also difficult if your bad habits have no friction. What is friction? Friction is something that gives you negative feeling or it's hard to transition into due to the lack of dopamine or serotonin or the lack of ease that happens for you to be able to do it. For instance, it's easier for you to start going to the gym if you walk through the gym to get to your work every single day and you happen to get to work like an hour early every day and you walk through the gym every day. You're like, ah, well, maybe I'll go to the gym now since I literally walk through the gym every day and it's right there and I'm always an hour early for work. That's no friction. That that would be a great goal. <laughs> um, having friction is when you have to go out of your way to go to the gym or you have to walk a long time or it's like seven miles away. Um, in the study, they said like three miles is this amount of friction, but seven miles is a lot more friction, um, which I thought was really interesting and it made me want to start setting like a a Google timer. I have I have a I have a okay Google. I have an I have one of those um and I could say the the phrase and then say, "Hey, blah, will you set a timer for 46 minutes, which is a little bit shorter or longer than one episode on Netflix?" Then I might be so annoyed by continuously hearing that ringing sound every 46 or 43 minutes. I might not watch as much TV, um, which I think is a great idea to try. And I've been trying it or trying to try it, but I haven't really been watching TV except for when I choose to binge watch TV, which is what me and my partner do. We just, like, make food and watch Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of been our thing recently. Um, But alone I'd like to not watch much TV. So, that's that's something I've been thinking about and having less friction with doing things like music. I remember before I got vocal notes, I would sing while doing warm-up, <laughs> not obviously. Jeez, I would clean while doing vocal warm-ups. So for like 10 to 20 minutes a day, I would clean before singing and playing guitar for like an hour or two or more. Now I have vocal notes. Um, and the reason I have vocal nodes is because I'm kind of the most talkative person that I know. And I realized that when I went to the vocal doctor and they asked me one through 10, how talkative are you? And I couldn't think of anyone more talkative than me. That was, that was sobering. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. That was really sobering to realize. And now I can sing more, but I don't really sing very often because one, I'm worried that I'm going to hurt my vocal nodes more. Because apparently they've been there for a while. They just got flared up. And I'm also worried that... Well, I'm not really worried. I just... It's harder to start singing. Because I haven't been playing guitar while I was recovering for vocal notes. And it's harder to get back into that habit once it's broken. But I do want to get back into that habit. And I plan to. But it'll definitely take some finessing. So what I'm trying to do is add some more dopamine into it. Like it used to have more innate dopamine within the um, action of warming up because I would clean while doing warm-ups and that would give me like 20 minutes a day where I would clean which was really nice and it kept my house straightened up but since I don't do that anymore I feel like my house is messier and even since my house is messier I feel less like I can do things like it just doesn't help my mind and so I've been trying to add the dopamine back by maybe trying to do my warm-ups while cleaning but my warm-ups are a lot different and they're a lot shorter so I don't get to clean as much and so I'm just trying to figure out and navigate the new dopamine and how to add dopamine back into my actions to get that friction to decrease again because right now it feels like it's like a huge wall of sandpaper that's always like rubbing against my vocal cords (laughs) um but If you're also trying to figure out, like, a new habit or regain a new habit or build a new habit, just know that you're not alone. It's really difficult. It's super difficult. Sometimes it feels like life is just a journey to figure out if you can make habits or not. And that's what I feel like New Year's really, like, pounds into our brains is that it is difficult. So, yeah. All right. So, I just paused the podcast for a little bit because there was something really kind of sketchy going on outside. So, my new New Year's resolution might be to get a new apartment that's above the first floor. Um, if you're thinking about living alone, I recommend it. I lived alone and I'm a huge extrovert, huge, huge extrovert. And I love people. I always imagine myself living with like six people in college, but it was hard to find six people that like were actually going to be good roommates. Um, and I had a really scary roommate situation, like dangerous roommate situation a couple years back. So I didn't want to do it random. So I decided to live alone and I have really liked it, except there have been like one or two instances that have been kind of scary. And what just happened was one of them. And I think it's a good reason to choose a apartment that's not on the first floor. They came out of car and like someone from upstairs went downstairs and looked nervous as, as nervous as they could. And they were like saying like, we'll come down here later. Your neighbors are watching. And I could hear them because it's very thin walls, very much not bulletproof glass. So I kind of want to, I want to live above the first floor, I think. I like my apartment, but shoot, that was scary. <laughs> I had 911 on speed, on, on dial, ready to go. I just pretended I wasn't doing anything and then went straight back to the farthest room I could. I've taken a couple defense courses. The main thing I learned is just like when you have a gut feeling, just freaking leave. Just go. Just go. Um. And that's what I did. Don't try to be a hero. How was it? They were big, brawly guys, so it wasn't, like, something I could, like, do anything about. So, anyways, coming back to what we were working, what we were talking about. New Year's resolutions can be daunting, but they're not something that always has to be done if you don't want to do them. You can always change your life whenever you want. That's one thing that's really exciting about living is that you can keep going and just trying new things. If you're going through a hard time, just remember that there's always more out there that you can do and learn and see what you can do with it. So, yeah, I think I'm going to cut it off for today. I hope you like this new type of vibe. I want every week for for myself, I'm going to spend like an hour each day delving into a new subject for that week. And then I'll just talk about it and talk about my week a little bit and then that'll be the podcast and when I have guests on it'll be different but still so that was internal affairs and this is our new dynamic and I hope you guys come back and I hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful week and hope you had a wonderful new year's and yeah bye guys